Hi, I'm Kristen. And I'm Mike. And we're lost in Sunnydale Stats. This is the Sunnydale Stacks, where every other week we immerse ourselves in the world of Sunnydale, California, and review two episodes of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. This week, we're dusting off Anne and Dead Man's Party. So this is obviously the season premiere of Anne. And the Buffy Slayer. And the Buffy Slayer. <laughs> <laughs> the series premiere of yeah. Anne the Buffy Slayer. Uh, not quite the same ring to it. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's, little. And it's very specific. Like, I'm just forgetting my old life. That's the only thing I'm slaying right now. <laughs> slaying some... my past. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's a season premiere, which are always kind of weird episodes. It's like doing a mini pilot in a way. Right. I mean, I I actually think I, I tend to like season premieres, mm. specifically for Buffy. Like for other shows, I find them clunky. Yeah. For Buffy, I like that they almost always deal Mm-hmm. with the season finale because the season finale yeah. previously is always going to be a big episode it's mm-hmm. always going to be like the big bad goes down yeah. and then the season premiere i like that they don't just forget about it they're like no we're going to address mm-hmm. the elephant in the room the exception to that being season four's opener and season five's opener yeah like season well, four they're they're dealing with the first day of college yeah which is, the th- I mean, mm-hmm. it's definitely a theme, like moving to college is a big step, but doesn't really deal with, I guess there's, I mean, I don't think there's anything you could deal with the end of season yeah, three. Yeah, because they kind of wrapped up season yeah. three really well in that episode. Yeah. yeah. And then the first episode of season five, I feel like doesn't need to address season four mm-hmm. because the season four finale is weird in and of itself. Yeah. And, like and this, that's what you're, you're tuning into season five. So like, yeah. what's going on with that? Yeah. The, the second to last episode of season four mm-hmm. is really the finale. And then yeah. you get this weird episode. Yeah. Of, uh, of fun, which I feel like was very, uh, reflected, like a very similar thing was done with both the seasons of, uh, dollhouse. Mm, uh, yes. Whedon show where the, the last episode epitaph, of, both, yeah. yeah. Of both seasons was basically like let's go into the future and see what happened i loved those i was yeah. like oh can we keep the show running because i want to get to that point yeah that would be that would be fun to see it like kind of like match up that's a similar thing that um if anybody watches the show arrow they're kind of doing because like the whole premise is half not half but like they have flashbacks to five years ago when arrow uh oliver queen was put on this island and then every season they have flashbacks but it's the next year and mm. they're getting close to the point where it's matching they overlap. up. Yeah. yeah. So it's interesting. It's going to be cool. interesting to see what they would do with that. What happens. Yeah. So Buffy, yeah, the season six obviously deals with major things <laughs> happening the end of season five. And then season seven, they just kind of, I mean, they slowly bring Willow back mm-hmm. and they, yeah. you know, uh, deal with that whole reintegration. Yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's another, uh, big arc that's based on what happened in the last season. So that's, that's right. nice. And it's, yeah, it's, it's not as much like dealt with just in the premiere and you know, this, this premiere also there are issues that go on and kind of become important. It's to not all wrapped up in just one episode. Yeah, it's yeah. just too much. Well, I, and that's one thing I do like about Buffy in general is that as a world, it seems to have consequences. Mm-hmm, yes. like it's it, a lot of shows. It's mm-hmm. really frustrating when you have a season finale and then the next season, 
not really that much has changed because of what happened the previous season. It really does a good job of blending that mm-hmm. like season long and mm-hmm. series long arcs with those one off monster of the week's episodes yeah. where, Hey friend that doesn't has never seen Buffy before mm-hmm. sit down and watch this one episode with me. Yeah. You'll get the gist of most of it. It's yeah, ex- exactly. Like the, the stuff that's appealing about it. Um, the, the big stuff that's appealing about it, you can get from pretty much any standalone episode, but it's nice to have the more mythology and character arc mm-hmm. stuff to, to keep you coming back. If you've already seen it, you kind of know like, yeah, I know who the monster is. What right. else do you got? Now let's head into the Sunnydale stacks and open the books on Anne. A vampire is crawling out of his grave. Somebody do something. I also like how it's very much like a zombie shot, but it's a vampire. It's a vamp. I mean, they they both crawl out. It's like, it's all right. They should bond over that. Yeah. You never have like a zombie and a vampire being like, dude, your knuckles hurt from like crawling. That sucks, right? That's the worst. That should be a scene in the next episode. I can never get the dirt out from under my nails (laughs) because of all that digging. I Uh, I just ended up painting them, actually. Spike does paint them black. Yeah, see? That's why. Exactly. He painted them black to match them. There you go. <laughs> so Willow comes to the rescue. Yay. Buffy is gone, and the Scoobies oh. are trying to fill in. They're trying so hard. <laughs> and feeling so badly. But it's so cute. Yeah. Oz tries to throw a stake, and he misses so bad. Uh, that <laughs> I love that like, moment. And that's also a very similar moment, my favorite moment in Scream 3, <laughs> where they do a very similar thing of somebody trying to throw a knife Oh, yeah. And then the handle just hits somebody in the head. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're also preparing for the first day of school tomorrow. Xander's excited to see Cordy. Mm. Willow's excited for homework. (laughs) And Oz was a senior last year, so we assume that he'll be sad to not see Willow all day. I assume he's going to the peep show, because once again, that creepy peep show shirt is what he's wearing underneath his overshirt. Maybe it's the marshmallow peeps. Yep, he's just watching some marshmallow treats. Yep, little, little peep show. Yep. Buffy, meanwhile, is on a beautiful beach at a sunset with Angel. Wait, what? I was expecting the Enya music to come on. I was even more yeah. surprised that Angel comes on. <laughs> I mean, yes. Although the way that they handle like indirect sunlight later yeah. in the series, I wouldn't be. I'd be like, that's fine. The sunset's low enough. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely some spots in like early Angel where it's like, uh, that's you seem to be. Pretty, pretty much in pretty sunlight. Bright there. Yeah. So it's a dream, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, in reality, she's in these slums of LA. Yeah. Again, very angel-like. That, yes. That opening shot. It's it's almost like I don't know when in the production schedule they kind of figured out they were gonna do Angel, but it feels kind of like they're like it's testing like some things run. out. Yeah. Yeah. It, no. Yeah. It's they very even use a shot from this episode in the Angel opening titles. They do? Yes. There's um, When we get to it, the weird montage, I'll, I'll point it out. Um, but speaking of titles, I really like the new Yay, titles this new year. new titles. Okay. So first off, the font. Thank God. Yes. We, yes. I mean, this font is literally called Buffied. Mm-hmm. Uh, previously, I think it was supposed to look like a teenage girl writing her name. Yeah. But, but it, it really didn't weird. fit. Yeah. And it also didn't look enough like that to be like, oh, I get it. It looked kind of like a child pretending to draw in a fancy old writing style. That would only work if like you saw it being written. You know what I mean? Like not, I don't need a pencil, but like you, (laughs) a giant hand, right? That, 
Um, but no, they, we finally get that vampire-looking font. Mm-hmm. Also, that scream is gone. Ah! Yeah, there used yeah. to be that big, like, yeah. I, I don't know, it was like mixed up a guitar and a person screaming. Yeah, yeah. That's gone. What, what goat, who knows? I um, kind of miss it. I mean, I, I like it because it kind of shows, even though season two is very solid, it kind of shows, like, when... Um, most of the early Buffy kind of weirdness where they still haven't figured out the kinks is gone. You're like, Oh, this is like sure footed Buffy at this right. point. If you don't have a screen, you're like, okay, this is, this is Buffy that knows what it's doing at least until season seven. Um, mm. <laughs> um, and, and they also, um, I don't think I found out my research. This is the point where they have like the, the final finished version of the Buffy theme song. That's like the, the most well-produced it's all in sync and all that kind of stuff. Nerf herder. Like yeah. You said the, the scream is gone and this is the one they use for the rest of the series. Is the gong on this at this point? I believe so. I don't remember if it's this season or next one. I believe so. I'd have to, I'd have to rewatch the credits cause it's just like, it's so second hat because having seen it so many times, you're like, yeah, the wait, is the gong there? Yeah, that's like the scream when I'm like, it's, is that did it start with scream or end with the scream? I don't know. <laughs> but there was a scream involved, and they also use a shot from the whole beach thing in the opening, which is weird. Yeah, yeah, which is just like, wait, I just saw that. <laughs> so Buffy in LA is going by her middle name Anne mm-hmm. and serving in a diner. Uh, I he- have heard, and I don't know if you found this. Mm. Uh, while researching this episode that the reason her hair is like kind of reddish and fried is that she had dyed it for that movie simply irresistible Um, and had because they were filming simultaneously she kept having to dye it back and forth between blonde and red and it just like fried her hair yeah ouch that's Uh, that's rough um but i'm okay with the red it's fine yeah and it, it seems like maybe like it, there could be a story reason for it. Sure, like, and it, if it have you had to have an episode where like her hair was majorly different, mm-hmm. this is the one to yeah. be because everything is yeah. majorly it was different. Like maybe she doesn't have what she usually has to style it. Maybe she tried to dye it, and then was like, "That's stupid. I'm not doing that." And then it just kind of had some remnants. So that yeah, that works very well. So when she's serving, she lets these uggos called her peaches and Ooh. smack her ass and all oh, you like a normal Buffy would yeah. retro like bring down some hard retru- retribution yeah. and she's just letting it pass. It makes me so mad. Yeah. And it's, and it's like so much the scene in like, like comic book or action movies where it's just the minor injustice. is like, I'm going to take these guys down. Yeah. But then it doesn't happen. And you're super sad about it. Well, that's, I mean, again, such a big difference. We've pointed out in the past that in Buffy, like anytime you see someone being a total misogynistic ass, mm-hmm. you're like, Oh, it's okay. Cause they're going to get theirs. Yeah. But not now. Like it, no. it's, it's because it's, she's a broken slave. Mm-hmm. Or they just yeah. get away with it and I want her to stake them. I don't care if they're yeah. human, stake them. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. No, they suck. That's, wow. I, I I didn't know. That seems like uh, a, a bit They inordinate. could be demons. It's LA. They're probably demons. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I knew they were demons the whole time. Right. Sean Terrell is there. Oh. I thought when, so the very first time I saw this episode, I thought this was a mistake on the part of the casting directors that they're like, oh, we're just going to reuse this actress. No one will notice. And I was like, I noticed and then realized, no, that was on purpose. (laughs) She just has a different name as the character has a different name. So she's going by Lily and she and her boyfriend are showing Buffy their matching tattoos. I'm going to say, these are some bad tattoos. Ooh, yeah. They're, <laughs> they're they, bad. They look like in an old cartoon when somebody gets a tattoo, tattoos. Yeah. 
Yeah, like it, it's barely a heart. Yeah. <laughs> like you put them together, you're like, that is just a red blob, ma'am. Yeah. It's like they cut it out of construction paper and gave it to the guy like, this is what we want on our bodies. Back at Sunnydale, the Scoobies are talking about vampires openly with other students in the library. <laughs> yeah, but you know what I found even more distracting? That weird library scanner. Huh? Did you notice that? No. Okay, I find it super distracting. Listeners, please like write in, call in, send your faxes, whatever. <laughs> um, it's 2015 or Beat 2016. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, we, we all have fax machines. Uh, Marty McFly was right. But like they uses the scanner to scan the books, which I, I, I like. It's like, oh, that's a more modern thing. They didn't show that. And of course, by this time, they'd probably start integrating that. But the scanner he has is like some really weird early model of scanning where it's it, it's like a pin-sized light on a cord that you just like kind of wave over the barcode. It looks hmm. super weird to me. But yeah, I just I couldn't focus on anything in the library because that light was so distracting. Oh, see, this is like the busiest we're ever going to see this library. It was yeah. just packed with students. And they're yeah. like, we fought a vampire last night. He got away. They're just so used to nobody being I know, there. right? Cordy's excited to see Xander, mm. but she's also worried that he fell in love with a monster girl over the summer. <laughs> it's a legit concern. Yeah. I love that running joke. Oh, yeah. And how they keep finding like very plausible ways for it to keep happening to yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah. Oz is at school because he didn't graduate or attend summer school. Yeah. So this is the first, like before it was just like, oh, I get it. This is a way for them to keep him like in the cast and around yeah. a lot. That makes sense. But this is the first time I really thought about like, he's been lying to Willow about this all summer long. Yeah. It's one of those things that, yeah, you could kind of, if you don't think about it, it's just easy to rush off. But yeah, that's a, that's a long con. Like her, like her being later on, like, you know, I'm not finding it very cute that my boyfriend is a dropout or repeating a grade mm -hmm. or whatever. And I'm more thinking, like, I'm not finding it cute that, like, you, okay, so she didn't, she knew he didn't graduate, but he should have told her at some point, hey, I'm not going to summer school. Yeah. And then the night before when she was like, oh, I won't see you because you've been, you've graduated. He should have been like, actually. Yeah. Like, you just, you're just lying a lot. Yeah. And it seems like, I, I get why they did it because it's a lot easier than writing in, like, how did you get in here? You're not a student anymore. Right. And that kind of stuff. But I think it kind of would have been cool too to see that relationship when he's out of school and she's not because that happens. Oh, yeah. I definitely, I dated, uh, I think, two guys that were in college while I was in high school. And yeah. it was, it's like, it's kind of awkward that you're yeah. like, you know, they're just waiting for you when you get out of school because, yeah. they, you know. Yeah, they have one they, class at 10 a.m. So, right. Yeah. Uh, so Xander and Cordy finally meet up and it's awkward as all shit. This is also really, I think, believable. You have oh, yeah. those big buildups and you're like, well, I'm not going to throw myself in your arms and like jump all over you. Mm -hmm. But then like, I mean, it's good to see you. What am I yeah. Well, gonna... yeah. With the, the awkwardness overtaking the, the chemistry that they have. Cause it's just like, oh, this isn't what I remember it being. Yeah. And I was, I mean like also if you don't see each other every day, mm -hmm. There, you know, you kind of lose your rhythm mm -hmm. that you get into. And like, again, there's anytime we feel like there's a big buildup of where I haven't seen you in a while. It's like, you need to make the conscious choice ahead of time. Am I going to like jump this person like with hugs and kisses and be like, oh my God, oh my God. Yeah. Or are you just going to be like, hey, it's really great to see you. Like, this is an awkward <laughs> thing that happens. Five. Yeah. It's like, I, eh. <laughs> So there's a great cut here where we yeah. go from a really noisy, colorful, mm -hmm. Sunnydale high school 
and it's a hard cut to Buffy yeah. in her drab, gray, completely silent apartment just staring at the cup of noodles in yeah. her lap. And it's also cool because that whole sequence is one shot. Mm-hmm. From the library out and then back oh. is all one shot. And then it's, so it's all, all always kind of moving a little bit. And yeah. then hard cut to Still. a very static, very dark shot. Yeah. It's something that really catches your eye. If you're, if you're only kind of half watching even, it really kind of like, oh, Oh, what what happened there? Yeah. Uh, so it's it's a nice uh, transition. I I like the the use of that of having the Sunnydale life being different, but more or less the same tone, and then mm-hmm. Buffy's and life in L.A. being really harsh and depressing, and very much like the show Angel, mm-hmm. um, and having very different tones. Um, I think that that works really well. And this is also kind of the shot that I think about later on when they start when she goes back and they start getting our case about. Um, mm-hmm you're out living it up or like, how dare you do this to us? Like you kind of, you guys don't understand what her life is like. Like there was, it was rough. Yeah. It was bad. Shut up. Oh, she had was a cup of noodles. Yeah. She needs a hug guys. Yeah. Just, just hug. Like you're, you know, life was so hard fighting these vampires. Uh, guys chill. You just, <laughs> no, I deal with creepy truckers. Uh, and before we get too far away from the, uh, the uh, opening scene there, I just want to mention one of, uh, one of my favorite, uh, like tertiary character lines when you have, uh, Larry, uh, mm-hmm. in there for a little bit, oh, yeah. he's talking about like what we need to do to, you know, have the football team win this year. It's got to focus up. we got to work on defense and hope there's not as many mysterious deaths. <laughs> Hopefully you have not as many mysterious deaths here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Buffy's walk to work is a real pick-me-up. She passes some homeless people mm-hmm. saying, I am no one. Yep. One guy's trying to help, though. He's passing out flyers. Seems like a nice guy, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> I just, I, I know, like, they don't have time because this is only a one-part episode. But it seems like it's so obvious that he's the bad guy as soon as he steps onto the screen to me. I mean... Buffy tends to treat super religious people poorly. Yeah. So once he starts spouting about sin and hope and Mm -hmm. offering people a safe place, and you're just kind of like, I'm immediately suspicious. Yeah. And also there's like not very much of a story reason for him to be there except to be a villain. Sure. Yeah. Like why else are you here? Just to like make Buffy feel bad about her sister. Like, no, she's getting enough of that. And there's tons of other ways to do that without like, a weird religious guy handing yeah, out kind, flyers. He's kind of like the only one that could possibly be the bad guy. Like, cause there's Lily who we, we know is like a she's fine. mixed up kid. Her boyfriend goes missing. Maybe he's a demon or something. Yeah. That's a possibility. But he seems kind of dumb. So wouldn't, even if he yeah. was a demon, he's not a big threat. And then like, yeah, the two other people are the bad guys. Not a lot mm-hmm. of red herrings. Giles has a lead about a girl fighting vamps in Oakland. Maybe it's Buffy. <laughs> I like that they're not just waiting because they I, up until this point, we've mm-hmm. kind of been left with the impression that they're just waiting around. Like even the yeah. last episode of Becoming Part Two, they kind of end with like, well, she'll show up. Right. So like yeah. now we see he's actively like, I will find her and bring her home. Yeah. Well, and yeah, it's the most realistic character to do that because he he both like is an adult. It's not like any right. of the 17 year olds are going to be able to like go around the country searching for people. But also like it feels like. Joyce, Joyce's logic that she talks about later on about like just wanting to stay home in case Buffy comes back. And of course, her having a job that's not like weird watcher librarian where you can't probably just 
leave to go searching for your one runaway daughter. So yeah, it also just makes a lot of sense yeah. to that he'd be the one to do And this. he'd have the research. I mean, he's literally yeah. a watcher. He's yeah. looking out for her. <laughs> <laughs> Anne is walking home from work. See what I did there? Anne, not Buffy. Not Buffy. Uh, uh, Anne. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I was waiting for you to be like, who? <laughs> Anne is walking home from you. Ruined my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, sorry, I'm sorry. I didn't know there was supposed to be a bit. <laughs> Anne is walking home from work and doesn't notice Sean Terrell or Lily or whatever calling her name. Yeah. She does notice, however, when she calls out Buffy. Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> You're caught. <laughs> Uh, she reminds Buffy of how they know each other from Sunnydale. Uh, she was from the episode Lie to Me, mm-hmm. obviously, um, part of the vampy cult. Chantrell explains basically that she's homeless. She's yeah. You know, there's some places that we go and crash. Like, uh, speaking of homeless, this is about the time where the weird homeless montage comes up. Yes. Very stylistically weird for a Buffy episode. For Buffy, yes. In general, I... I like Joss Whedon's montages and mm-hmm. he does them like you see them in Firefly. Yeah. It happens a couple of times. It happens a lot in Angel. Mm-hmm. And I usually think they're done very well. Yeah. And I've heard complaints over like montages are just a way to fill time when you don't haven't met your, met your episode requirement mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, and I usually think it's just a good way of kind of filling us in on what everyone's doing yeah. and moving the story along, telling us time has passed. Mm-hmm. This one is awkward. It lasts about two seconds. Yeah. And it's just like letting you know, like this is a bad part of town, which I don't feel like we really needed. It feels kind of PSA about yeah, like, yeah. you know, like teenage homelessness, but that's really not <laughs> and, what this episode is. And like is. the Sarah McLaughlin E music that's yeah, playing underneath yeah. it. seems like there's about to be a tele- telephone number popping up at the bottom and some guy with a big white beard saying, this is how you can help the, yeah, yeah, that exactly LA. that, um, and that's not this yeah, episode. Yeah, or it feels a little bit like the montage in the Lost Boys in the beginning, where they're just flashing through a bunch of homeless teens. It's it doesn't feel like Buffy. Um, no, is, it is really doesn't. But the uh, the one shot that they use in the uh, credits from Angel is in the in this sequence. There's uh, some girl in a very long dress alone on a street, just kind of like looking. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. Longingly or yeah, they, scared. Or they cut can't to tell. her like two yeah. or three times. It's like, she's still just standing there. Yep. yep. <laughs> she's just there. Get a little closer on her. Cut oh. some other homeless kids, a little closer on her. Yeah. <laughs> like, yep. She's still, still on that street. Good. Good for her. Buffy saves an old man who walks into the street repeating. I am no one. Aww. She literally runs into the guy with the bad haircut, passing out the flyers. Oh, on the surface, it seems like a really great guy. He runs a shelter. He's trying to convince Buffy that this is a bad place. People get old here. Is this where he gives his name? I like literally in all of my notes, I'm like, dude with bad haircut. And then I realize, yeah. like, I know his name just from memory, but I don't yeah. remember where it comes in. Yeah, I, I forget. And for some reason, the first time I, I rewatched this, I couldn't remember his name. And I thought he said Ted. And I was like, that's weird to use the name Ted again. All right. Ted's are creepy in the Buffy verse. Uh, but we we later Ken. find out it's Ken. Yeah. So any three letter men's name with an E in the middle, bad news. Ben. Mm-hmm. In in season five, Ben. See? Bad oh, news. I'm I'm to play this game. <laughs> There's more. <laughs> any other time this comes up, it's gonna be like one example. Like damn. Got me. <laughs> so um, after the homeless teenager montage, it's intercut with this folksy concert at the Bronze. Like that's where the music's coming from. Yeah. It's a weird yeah. concert for the Bronze to have. But I do like that this is the scene where you see the classic um, opening shot of Willow in the chair doing the little. Like, mm. 
Look. I'm Willow. That's my impression of you Alison Hannigan, like guys. Her. I'm great at impressions. <laughs> It'll come up later in this episode. <laughs> yes, it will. <laughs> Uh, we see Joyce for the first time this season. Aww. Giles comes over. It's so sad when Joyce, you can just see, clearly see she's hoping it's Buffy at the yeah, door. Yeah, she's a, like a little start. And mm-hmm. th- this is nice when you compare it to the reaction she has when someone's at the door at the end of the episode. Yeah. Like it's very clearly mm-hmm. um, meant to be compared. But she's excited. She goes for the door and it's Giles. And that's yeah. it's a disappointment. Um, Joyce blames him for Buffy Ooh, leaving. Sorry. She does not appreciate Giles being this huge guiding force behind Joyce's back. I kind of get where she's talking, what she, where yeah. she's coming from. Like, yes, like she, she, he enabled Buffy to lie to her mm-hmm. for two years and to be this completely other person and basically a stranger. Like her daughter became the, her own stranger yeah. in part because this person enabled her to be and encouraged her to be. At the same time, Joyce is the one that kicked her out. Yeah, who literally <laughs> said, "Do not come back to this door." Like, yeah. if you leave, um, maybe you can't come back. Maybe he take a harsh look in the mirror and yeah. be like, "That was a bad idea, lady." Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of like I know you're going through your stuff, Joyce, but just think about okay, she's a vampire slayer. She's probably got a lot of stuff going on right now. Maybe yeah. like, hey, let me know what's going on. We got to talk about this, and that'll probably kick you out. And again, we talked about this in the last episode. Mm-hmm. I understand like saying something that you don't really mean in yeah. anger. Like I've exactly. definitely done that. Or like saying it as an empty threat, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. But after all is said and done and you said this thing that was a huge mistake and you know you shouldn't have said that, own up to it and admit it was your yeah. mistake. Yeah. Or just just be like, dude, I fucked up. Yeah. Not Giles fucked yeah. up. You fucked up. And you could you could like try to share the blame a little bit about Sure. Like, like I know I kicked her out, but you're you kind of taught sure. her to have her own secret life, which yes, is Yes, I feel that him enabling her to be a stranger to her own daughter mm-hmm. and lying to Joyce is separate from Buffy ran away. Yeah. Like two separate issues. Yeah. I understand her being pissed at Giles for that, mm-hmm. but that didn't cause Buffy to run no. away. No. Back in LA, Ricky is missing and mm. Lily wants Anne's help. I like the stark difference between Lily and Buffy. It's not really just that Buffy is stronger. Mm-hmm. Uh, even an emotionally damaged Buffy yeah. is stronger than Chanterelle and her best state. Mm-hmm. Chanterelle just doesn't know how to take care of yeah. herself. She's like, I just, what do I do? Ricky's gone. Help. What? What? Yeah. And Buffy's just like, well, do this. I don't, this isn't my deal. But like yeah. Chanterelle straight up doesn't know how to take care of herself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I mean, she even has a line later on where it's like, Jimmy takes care of me. Yeah. Ricky. Ricky. Yeah. Jimmy. Same thing. Whatever. Guy. Dude. I mean, I will say like, again, Buffy is broken. She made a poor life decision and is not having a happy life. However, me as a high school senior and you tell me like, you have no money, you have no job and you've been kicked out of the house go and make your place in this world or I'd be dead in yeah. like a week less <laughs> than that. Are you kidding? And, and Buffy has a job. She's doing well at her job. She has an apartment that she can afford to mm-hmm. pay the rent. It may not be in a nice area. Yeah. It may not be a great job, but she's doing it. Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's making it work. They go looking for Ricky at the blood bank. Ominous music over the nurse's face. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> Maybe she's a bad guy. Maybe. I like how without that music and this like lingering shot on her face, it'd be like, what was the purpose of this? Like this was just. Yeah. I mean, you could just play different music and it plays like a weird love scene. Yeah. Like, mm, <laughs> Chanterelle. <laughs> I mean, 
Lily. Lily. So Buffy finds an old... So Buffy and Lily split up. Buffy finds an old man dead with Ricky's tattoo next to a giant jug of drain cleaner. Uh, That's a rough way to kill yourself, buddy. So here's the thing. I have lots of questions about this. This is the first time I've ever noticed the the drain cleaner before. I was like, he died of old age and Mm -hmm. being worked to death. This time, giant thing of drain cleaner. Did he drink it? Did he shoot it? Did he I, huff it? What was he doing? I think he. Dr- I think the the what we're supposed to infer is that he drank it. He drank it. The way it's like opened. Does it make you it, it, high, or is this straight up suicide? I think it's straight up suicide. I, I doubt. Like, I'm I, exhausted I doubt and tired, and yeah. I can't go. Out and like me. the only way I could think to kill myself is drinking Drano. So literally I mean, melting myself from the inside with chemicals. No, no. Yeah, which I guess I guess kind of like shows you just how bad it was in the hell dimension that like. Buh. That's a, but he a, finally got out. Yeah. You think he'd get out and be like, well, okay. Well, he just, he's like lost all conception of who he is and, yeah. and what's Ugh. going on. And he just is in pain and old and yeah. Oh, uh, the drain cleaner. Why? Yeah. It, it seems like, you know, jump in front of a, a truck or something, buddy. Like, But like the one guy did. Yeah. Also, there are sharp things. That's, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Buffy and Chanterelle meet back up at the apartment. Buffy explains how she could tell that it was Ricky who was dead and not just some random old guy, even though Ricky should not be that old. Yeah. Chanterelle thinks that it's Buffy's fault. Mm-hmm. She storms off and runs into Flyer Mold Dude. That's how I call him in my notes. Ted Ken. Flyer Mold Dude. Because <laughs> he has, has that flyers. He's got that mole. Uh, interesting side note. Uh, the actor there, I think it's Carlos Jacot, Jacot, I don't know how to pronounce it. Mm. Um, he's one of the very few actors to be on um, Buffy, Angel, and Firefly. Nice. Yeah. I definitely, at one point in time, like started seeing this guy everywhere. Yeah. He was yeah. like, it's Ken! <laughs> he's trying to recruit more people for his weird <laughs> dimension. Gluing faces to his face. face. <laughs> uh, he tells Lily that Ricky is with us now. So she goes with him. Bum, bum, bum. You don't follow strangers, strange places. That makes me think of this time. So, um, no, <laughs> like not exactly. You're looking at me like you follow this guy into the cell dimension. And he, that's why I'm so old. <laughs> you were born in 2005. I know. Um, uh, so at one point when I was uh, living with some girls in college, we went to the thrift store on like half price night when like, Everything is that's already cheap is super cheap. Uh, and she found this um, piece of furniture, like this armoire, mm-hmm. that was beautiful and like super cheap. And we had like a Mustang. Like we did not have a way of getting this back to our apartment. Didn't think about that at the time because she wasn't the brightest bulb uh. in the back. So she bought it and we got it out to the car. And then we're just like sitting in the parking lot like, what the fuck are we going to do with this thing? And this guy parked across from us is here is like, here, you can put it on my truck. I'll take you home. Get in my truck. And we all meet her like, like the three of us are like, no, (laughs) no, no, we're fine. Thank you. Go away. I mean, it's three against one. You could take him. But no, he wanted just her specifically just her who, by the way, was a model. (laughs) He specifically wanted just her to get in his truck in downtown Chicago and promise me, I promise I'll take you home. And she was like, okay. And we're like, no, 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 no. We're going to call everyone we know with the big car. Go away, sir. I I think you should have taken it up. What's the worst that could happen? (laughs) Some light murder. 
I mean, she, I could have taken her bedroom. She had her own bedroom. I had a share. So I could have just had yeah. her bedroom then. Uh, but that actually reminds me of a similar story, although with a much happier ending. Where, uh, or is it a happy ending? She didn't die. We we saved her. Yeah, but you didn't get from the her free, own stupidity. Free move of the uh, armoire. So uh, my my buddy and I, for some reason, thought it would be a great idea to move a sleeper couch by hand about ten blocks. We got about halfway through uh, by literally putting some carpet that we had brought underneath and dragging it uh, in the street. Until and, and and then what happened seems like I, I'm making this up or I watched a beer commercial and confused, confused it with my actual life <laughs> uh, is that a, a SUV full of college age girls was like, hey, guys, why don't you just toss that couch in here and we'll give you a ride. <laughs> and then we got a ride. My roommate got some numbers. Uh, I was about to say, so <laughs> that's and, where you uh, met your wife. <laughs> yes, that's I'm married, guys. Uh, I didn't tell you about this until now because I'm very secretive. But yeah, uh, it ended up very nice. Nobody got killed. Nice. Couch worked out pretty I well. I mean, this is kind of the double standard of guys can do that yeah. if you were reversed. And it's like a group of college age guys telling like, two hey girls, ladies getting the, get the truck and be like no thank you i'm yeah. also please don't roofie me at the bar <laughs> we'll be kind of suspicious if you just took a an open drink in the car yeah right home. don't get in the car don't give me an open drink <laughs> that the rag smells <laughs> kind of suspicious like <laughs> chloroform maybe don't keep it just away. like chloroform use my hanky <laughs> <laughs> it's not funny why am i Oh, put your hanky away. <laughs> Rob comedy on an audio podcast. Maybe don't want you in my apartment right now. <laughs> so Buffy. Buffy, where are we? Buffy Ann. So Buffy breaks into the blood bank to look for Ricky's file. She's interrupted by the nurse. I love this scene. Yeah. This is so great. She's looking through the files like, what are you doing? Breaking into your office and going through your private file. She doesn't even look up. Yeah. Doesn't even like flinch because mm-hmm. like, oh, you surprised me. Yeah. I didn't think you were here. Just like, no, I'm straight up like looking through your shit, bitch. What's up? Mm-hmm. So I'm calling the police. Rips the phone out of the wall. <laughs> it's a giant it's phone. It's a big ass phone. Like, what do you say phone nowadays? You just think of like a cell phone or like a little handle. It's like a giant phone. It's practically one of the ones you had to like crank. It's a giant phone. She just. No hesitation. Just a giant fuck you. Fuck you and your office. <laughs> uh, so Ricky's and a bunch of other files say candidate on it. Mm-hmm. Buffy wants to know why. It's their favorite Robert Redford movie. I haven't seen that one. It's a, it's a good one. Okay. The nurse gives him, very ominous, him Ooh. the names of the healthy ones. Ooh, not I mean, healthy. How healthy was Ricky, though? I mean, healthy enough for slave labor. It's there, okay. <laughs> like, yeah, like it's, it's not like he had to be, you know, an so underwear then, model. So then, my the next question is, how unhealthy are the not candidates? Like, what's your criteria? I mean, if you're like dying, or you have cirrhosis, or something, or you're yeah. old and enfeebled, they want young ones because I mean, sure, young ones make sense, yeah. but like, I think I mean they they and they don't want somebody who's got like a contagious disease because that's going to spread like Con- wildfire. Yeah. And demons are going to have to kill a bunch more people and not get enough work out of them. And they already have to like deal with so many people coming out of there all the time. Yeah. So cut to Flyer Mole, dude. He's dressed Lily up in a white sack for the cleansing. Mm-hmm. What an attractive white sack. At all. Nope. I think I just answered my question. I was about to be like, why the white sack? And then I realized because you're no one and you don't want to have 
individuality yeah. based on your clothing. Mm-hmm. Answered my own question. Oh. Back in Sunnydale, Cordy is acting as vamp bait. I'm fuzzy on this plan. Yeah, it, it doesn't seem to be very well spelled out. So the problem is not finding vampires. They yeah. found the vampires. Their problem is killing the vampires. Yeah. They failed to kill the vampire last night. I guess, I guess the, the problem is that they, the vamp, the, the specific vampire has seen all of them. Is so he really going to run away from them? I mean, he's not going to run towards them because he knows they're going to fight. Even if he doesn't think I he's going to he get would run killed. towards them and be like, I, I already know I can take you. Also, yeah. you look tasty. I, I feel like you're not going to go for... You, I mean, it's like a, a predatory thing. You're going to go for the weakest one in the pack. You're not going to go for one that you know is going to fight back. Okay. Unless you have to. So instead, Xander and Cordy start fighting and the vamp sinks up on Willow instead. Uh, so back in LA, while Flyer Mole Dude <laughs> is spouting about washing away sin with black goo, which like doesn't look clean yep. and the opposite of something that would wash... Sin. I mean, that looks yeah. like sin itself. Just black, awful goo. Yeah. And it, it just seems like you're doing a lot here, buddy. All you have to do is like get her to kneel down. Yeah, what's with the spiel? Like, it really doesn't have Does to be. Does she even have to kneel? Just push. Yeah. And like, she's barely eaten like in days. Mm-hmm. Really, you can just grab her arm and be like, drop. Like, yeah. I mean, not a lot you need to do here. Well, it seems like a, a very poor plan to have the portal be like 20 feet up in the air. So like people could fall through that and then just like break their arm. And it's like, oh, that's crap. true. I mean, I get it's so They're that you can't climb out, but then they do because they but they need like a boot step. It's not like you can just jump and like, you know, yeah, yeah. Up on the rim. So Buffy tries to go undercover to get into Hope House. And she says, you know, I just I woke up and I looked in the mirror and I thought, hey, What's with all this sin? I need to change. I, I'm dirty. I'm bad with the sex and the envy and the loud music that us kids listen to nowadays. I just suck it undercover. It's true. It's so true. She's so bad at it. We're never said it's good that she finally admits it. Yeah, yeah. It's like you, you have a problem. You cannot do undercover to save your life or somebody else's. Ooh. Uh, Buffy falls through the bad CGI goo. Mm-hmm. Why does this thing make me think of Stargate? Because it's a portal made out of liquid. Yeah. Uh, also, they do a very similar thing in the movie Event Horizon, which is terrible. <laughs> Ken's face comes off. To reveal Freddy Krueger. Yeah, like open sores. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess that's the only real purpose behind the mask. Like It's, it's yeah. just open sores and he's bald. If you were going to do a human disguise, mm-hmm. complete with wick, wouldn't you get a better haircut? I, I, maybe it's like one of those things where it's like all humans look alike to him. Maybe. Why the mole? Um, maybe he thinks that that makes him look more natural. Like, oh yeah, humans have moles. I'm totally a human, guys. That's the button to get it off when he's not peeling it off in <laughs> anger. Yeah. Like this, this is like, it's hard to get this back on. But instead, like you just press the mole and it comes off more easily. I'm, I'm sure that's the technology they use. Yeah. Maybe but, it's like the button on the top of a Snapple bottle. That's how you know it's good. Popped out. Is he drinking his own face? No, but he, that's how you know got the fit right. Because it pops out. All right. <laughs> you put a lot more thought to this mask than anyone ever did. <laughs> uh, so it turns out they've fallen into this giant underground factory. A spark factory. Let's get spark it straight. Factory. It's a factory that makes sparks. <laughs> I was going to say, what do they make here? <laughs> sparks. They <laughs> okay, produce sparks. Just and they sparks. bottle them and sell I them. I mean, this looks great. It's definitely yeah. like... A really nice set we don't see mm-hmm. any other time on yeah. Buffy with these big vats of burning something. Yeah. 
that I'm disappointed that no one ever falls into. Yeah. And it, I, it seems like, oh, when Chanterelle pushes uh, Ken, that's what he's going to fall into, yeah. but he doesn't. He, does, he just hears, ow. Like, yeah. no, 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 no. Why set up giant vats yeah. and not have anybody fall the into them? The second I see those, I'm like, oh, I want someone to fall in. Yeah. <laughs> like, done. So meanwhile, Willow is attacked by the vamp. The Scoobies fight back. Mm-hmm. So Cordy falls. This is like, wait, this is so hard to say. Xander is pushed over by the vamp and ends up on his back. Cordy falls on top of him, mm-hmm. which pushes the stake into the vamp's chest. So they end up like mm-hmm. on top of each other yeah. and make out on top of vamp ashes. Yeah. Which was better than the original version of the scene where the uh, vampire ashes and the stake goes through Cordy and she's dead. You're making that up. No, that was totally, they were going to kill her off in the first episode. No, they weren't. <laughs> Stop it. What a horrible way to kill off a main character. I was going to say that. I was like, what? <laughs> I mean, he's done quick deaths of main characters before, but. Yeah. That would be such a silly way for somebody to die. <laughs> like, I uh, remember that time Giles died because he slipped in the shower. <laughs> Whoa. Hey, in the next episode, we'll see some non magical deaths. We don't see that often. Yeah, that's, that's something. <laughs> They've been really awkward up until this point. Does this mean mm-hmm. that like Cordy and Xander's relationship was based on danger? I think that's a big part of it. At least like the the sparks of it, like the the sexual tension. I think it's based on a lot of like the danger and also the this isn't like uh, accepted. Like people don't accept this as a couple. But since like that's kind of not a big thing on the first day back, and they've already been established as a couple. Mm. Without that or the danger, it's just kind of like what, wait we. Don't have that much in common. Yeah. We kind of hate each other. Yeah. If so, we're not making out, then... Why we're not making bad conversation? Yeah. Although it's weird that, like, she... Cordy's okay to, like, talk with Willow about her vacation, but then, like, when Xander asks, she's like, oh, it's fine. I'm like, but why wouldn't you just say the same thing and be like... I, I think she wants to keep that air of mystery, that kind of thing. Back in L.A., Lily thinks she's in hell. And based on the super gross rotting skeleton right next to her shoulder, I have to agree with her. Why is she sitting there? Move. You know, it's just, it's a comfortable seat. That's why that guy was sitting Uh there. Like at first I was like, oh God, what a terrible place to be handcuffed to. And then I realized she's not tied up. She just she chose, chose to sit next to, to, sit to a rotting court. And like, not she just a skeleton. Lonely. There's rotting flesh dripping off of it. Maybe yeah. she thought the guy would come back to life and they'd be buddies. She thought she was on uh, Pirates of the Caribbean and it was mm-hmm. all like Disney World. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Yoho, yeah. yoho, bottle of rum. <laughs> so time moves more quickly down there than on the surface. That's why everyone ages so quickly. Mm-hmm. Good setup of that conceit. Yeah. I like that. They, I, they do a good setup here where like the whole thing about the tattoos mm-hmm. and like didn't seem clunky at the time. And then once yeah. you see old Ricky, you're like, oh, now I see why yeah. they had the tattoos. How yeah. else would you know that's definitely Ricky? Yeah. And, it, and it, it just seems like, oh, this is just a way to show like they're kind of young, foolish lovers. Because that's right. kind of thing like if you don't have any money and you're not like you're not even married, you're just kind of dating. Like, is it really the best idea to spend the last money you have to get yeah. giant matching shitty tattoos? Rather than eating, maybe yeah. maybe protein. I yeah. would choose protein pie, over tattoos. At least. There's no protein in pie. But the, it's healthy. It's healthier than cake. It was established earlier in the episode. Okay, yes. I don't know if Ricky is the authority on nutrition. Oh, I'm pretty sure he is. <laughs> he seemed like a guy who had it all figured <laughs> out. <laughs> 
<laughs> he was like, okay, best uh, nutrition is pies. Best way to kill yourself, drain cleaner. <laughs> yeah. Got it figured out. Perfect life decisions. Mm-hmm. So Ken works these people to death. Buffy wanted to disappear. And now mm-hmm. she really has. Yeah, she's no one. So they have their slave orientation. Yeah. Here's uh, the break room. Yeah, right. Where we break your spines if yeah, you uh, disobey go around us. and say their biggest fear. That <laughs> <laughs> uh, should be uh, th- this this place because uh, we're we're horrible monsters. I'm gonna beat you to death <laughs> yes. if you don't uh, perform backbreaking labor labor constantly. Uh, so half face man. I like the effect. Yeah, I think. Yeah, like, like a, the teeth being on the outside. I think is a neat. Yeah. Um. Detail. Mm-hmm. Like we. I don't. I don't know if we see it that often. It's. I mean. It's a yeah. little clunky when he talks. But like. Yeah. It's super creepy. But especially looking. for like background monsters, that's a good look. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Looks very uh, almost like from one of the Hellraiser movies, kind of similar to that mm. kind of tone, mm-hmm. where it's like weird messed up head and then all leather body. Well, and I like that they're they're different. That it's not just Ken looks like he's had parts of his face ripped off. So we mm-hmm. all look like that. No, they're yeah. different. Yeah. The new recruits are told that all they do is work. Their past lives are gone. Their past selves are gone. They are no one now. <gasps> who are you? Who, 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 who? No, who are you? Who are you? No, who are you? Uh, 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 I'm, uh, uh, uh Mike. Punch. Ah! <laughs> who are you? Michael. <laughs> Punch. Ah! <laughs> So they have to answer no one or they get the shit oh, beat no out of them. Yeah, oh, see. That I asked a third time. Would have been my third guess. Yep. Who are you? I'm Buffy, the vampire slayer, and you are? <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Uh, she beats him up and then says, anyone who's not having fun here, follow me. Yeah. <laughs> I also like that after that, Lily gets a sweet moment where she tries to like apologize to Buffy. And Buffy's like, no, go. We're all going to die. Yeah, shut Just up. go. We'll be like, fine. Need, need to go. If you. You're saying this because you're worried that we might die. If you don't go, then we, we might die. die. Yeah. <laughs> I like the brainwashing aspect of this. Like clearly the people on the surface, the homeless people that are wandering around mm-hmm. going, I am no one, were the old people that yeah. this factory spat out mm-hmm. and they've been brainwashed. Um, and I feel like this is kind of, I mean, this is part of what like cults do. And like, yeah. they, the way that they can exploit you is to, and like the type when people get mentally tortured is to mm-hmm. take away your individuality and, yeah. um, all you are is, you know, whatever these people tell you, you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, now, I, I've, in stuff I've read, people have criticized, like, oh, this plan wouldn't make any sense because it would produce too many, like, um, weird homeless people and too many people would be missing. But I think that assumes that this is a 24 7, 365 day a year operation. Like, this could be something they do for two weeks and then leave. It's never really clearly shown like, oh, How this long is here these people and this missing? has been yeah. here for years and it'll be here for years later. And that's like the thing where it's like, yeah, it would be suspicious to have, you know, five or six people being lost and then five or six new homeless people every day if it was happening for a year or two. But if it's happening for a week and you're specifically targeting people who will not be missed i think yeah. you could totally get away with that and that's like how many hundreds of years of slave labor in that other dimension to make sparks well uh, and how do you track homeless people going missing because yeah. if they're homeless like how many people are have other people looking for them and how yeah. many people are like ricky where it's you know the police i can't go to the police yeah. they're you know they've they've got a warrant out for them mm-hmm. like so i you know i actually think this is a pretty effective plan like yeah. you're taking the people that no one's going to miss and mm-hmm. you're effectively creating more people that 
other people go out of their way to not notice. Yeah. Like the majority of people on the street, if you see homeless people, you do your very best to ignore mm-hmm. them being there because yeah. it makes you feel bad about yourself. Mm-hmm. Buffy needs Chanterelle to lead the people out while she creates a distraction. I like that this is empowering Chanter- Chanterelle. Mm-hmm. Like she's scared as she always yeah. is. And she's like, no, you have the power now. You yeah. need to be the strong one. Mm-hmm. There's a really good fight scene here yeah. in a really, really neat setting. Yeah. Very different. Cool cinematography. Mm -hmm. Like you get some aerial shots, some badass moves. I like the swinging around the pole kick. Yeah. Some cool like lighting stuff where the lighting's all weird, different angles. Yeah. And then of course you get that awesome shot that's used in the credits, which I think is like a great replacement for the original Mm -hmm. like last shot of Buffy shot. Her like standing up slowly Mm -hmm. or looking up slowly. And she gets that cool, is that a sickle? Yeah, it's like some kind of sickle scythe type thing. Yeah, I like that. That's a fun weapon she doesn't get very often. Mm-hmm. Or ever, again, I should say. She doesn't go back to that hell dimension to no. just hang out. No, thanks. I need some more sparks. I'm going to go to that hell dimension. <laughs> no, I'm all out of sparks. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happened between her and Angel. They lost their sparks. Oh, boy. The entrance to this dimension was paved over, so they couldn't get back in <laughs> to get more sparks. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh. Uh, so Ken starts screaming, humans don't fight back as Chanterelle runs away with the newbies. And by the way, yeah. they're only saving these this new orientation packet people. Yeah, it's kind of unclear. Like, so has everyone else been kicked out? Do they only do like six at a time? They've all been sealed in. No, because you, you like as she's running around, yeah. like fighting these people, they're passing by workers. Mm. So they're basically what I'm saying is that they just say fuck you to anyone who's been there for like more than a week because they're old and ugly and fuck them. And so we're going to like seal them up in this place with the monster people. But you know, the monster leader is dead. So maybe they all become best friends, but they're still suck stuck in like spark factory hell dimension. Yeah. But who knows? Maybe uh, just outside of the spark factory. It's like really cool. All right. You don't know. Sure. (laughs) They have like a whole new kind of society and you know, there's intermarriage between the slave people and the weird demon people. Cause they're like, we just had to follow his orders. Now he's dead. Like we can be cool. Sorry about that. Real our bad. Um, let's make out with my no lips. Oh God, happens. that would be awful. Let's <laughs> 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 make out with that guy. Oh, uh, so Ken, Ken grabs Lily. as he's making some big speech about Buffy paying for her rebellion. Mm-hmm. Lily pushes him and he falls and he goes, ow. I, d- I do like the the kind of the fun, very Buffy-ish anticlimax thing of uh, somebody's making a big rousing like, this is why worry will be important, blah, blah, blah. And someone just pushes him. Pushes him. Yeah. yeah. And again, big step for Lily. She's sticking up for herself. Mm-hmm. Buffy has been obviously climbing the rope in gym class based on how she climbs that chain. She then lifts the metal gate. I, I'm fairly certain when she's like, this, li- this works the Whatever muscles she names, I'm like, those aren't the muscles you're working, honey. This works the ear muscles. I don't know what she says. Uh, Ken tries to body check her, but the gate falls and spears him through his calves. That is like the most painful. This is awful. That is real meaty. That is that is bad. Uh, We then get the great line. Hey, Ken, want to see my impression of Gandhi? And then she beats him over the head with this spiky cudgel thing and kills him. Gandhi? Yeah. Okay. Just that, yeah. Yep. Because he was real upset. See, I I kind of always wish they went with a slight variation on this where she does the Gandhi line, hits him, and then, you know, again, Chandra was like, what? I'm not good at impressions. 
I think that would have, that, I don't know, that hmm. works better for me. Yeah. It's like, he was really pissed. Just, yeah. I don't, there's something that, you know, if he was really pissed off. Yeah. No, I, I like that line too. Yeah. <laughs> Gandhi? I'm not good at impression. Yeah. I, I feel like that's, that's a fun, more flippant way. That, and it doesn't make you like, cause it's one of those jokes where it's like, I, I guess I get it. I mean like funny, but also like the nerd part of me is like, no, no. Yeah. He would just not eat. Yeah. Maybe yeah. make a speech. Yeah. It was, it was like, but no, but. I, I I get, but he wasn't. It was more that he felt it was wrong. He wasn't really pissed. He was like he felt <laughs> uh, some righteous indignation. But that's not really the same as pissed. It's more from an intellectual, spiritual place rather than you know an emotional, emotional, visceral state. And uh, maybe I'm reading too much into this. A little bit, a little bit. I, I mean, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The kids climb back out the black goo which then seals itself, trapping all of the other victims inside. I mean, it's just a tile floor. They could probably get through that. 20 feet in the air? They were in a spark factory. They could make something up with those cartels. How did they, like, reject the old people? There's got to be a back back exit, right? That the monster people would know how to get out that way because, hey, this is how we kicked out Ricky. Yeah. So, yeah. Maybe maybe they just have, like, a catapult. (laughs) (laughs) Splat! No, I, I'm, I'm going to go with back exit. This yeah. is why no one falls through the vats, because the vats are actually the exit. You swim down and pull the plug, and then you get drained out. This is like a Super Mario level. Yep. Yeah. This does look like a Koopa Castle level with all the fire. Mm-hmm. Buffy is giving her apartment and her job to Lily, Aww. who's now going to go by Anne, Aww. and that will carry over into Angel. Which is this crazy. Is, I know. Not the last time we'll meet this lady. Aww. Uh, she says, I'm not taking care, good at taking care of myself. It gets easier. Takes practice. Aww. Yeah. And I really like, I feel like we leave the scene being like, Lily's got this. Yeah. She can do it. Yeah. And it seems like, okay, like she, she, from her experiences in the hell dimension, she's kind of gained some self-confidence and now she has like a nice kind of set of training rules almost like this yeah. is how to live on your own. And I also feel like it's not, it, it's not, it's part of it isn't because like, in the hell dimension experience, it wasn't just Buffy being like, I'll save you. It was yeah. her being like, you save all these people. Yeah. Yeah. You can, and you can you, do this. Like she brought down the dude. That's like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm more confident now. Yeah. I'll figure this shit out. Yeah. I don't, I don't need Ricky. Yeah. If I can, if I can kill Ken and escape from a hell dimension, I, I mean, rent is fine. Yeah. I can do rent. I mean, she's going to perform in a Broadway musical. Yes. Okay. I mean, she's got 5,500, 600 demons. Your number was wrong. It's it's (laughs) different for demons. You know, time goes by slower. (laughs) Boom. (laughs) Drop the mic. Well done, sir. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, So Buffy goes home. She and her mom hug. Mm. And I cried. (laughs) I, I thought you would have. I probably cried. Yeah. Again, I like this in contrast to the earlier scene of mm-hmm. Julius answering the door because here she like you see her start, she gets excited, and then immediately disappointment right. no, before she even right. answers. Like, no, she's like taking her time and like, all right, I'll walk to the door. Probably gonna be some other librarian. Right. And then when she opens the door, Buffy looks nervous, mm-hmm. I feel like yeah. just it kind of looks like a puppy with her tail between the legs. Mm-hmm. Like, I, like mm-hmm. are you going to yell at me? Yeah. But she doesn't. It's all yeah. good. And I like that there's n- like no dialogue in here of like, Buffy, you're back. Yeah, you know, it's, it's just it's like silent, better. which I think is much more effective. Yes. 
So what's the lesson in and? Um, don't go into a hell dimension. Don't do that. Stay away from black rectangular goo on the floor. <laughs> Maybe just mop it up. Yeah. Yeah. Put some of that, that weird uh, vomit powder on there. Yep. No, that stuff's good. No, I think it's uh, you can't just run away from your problems. Yeah. You're just going to find other ones. Mm-hmm. And there's also with with Lily probably a lesson just about like having confidence yeah. in yourself. With this episode of the next one, there's a little bit of oversimplification. And I like to think about Lily mm-hmm. because like you get the impression like she can't go home and not everyone yeah. can. Like, it, yeah. yes, running away from home is not a good answer. But honestly, for some kids, it's the only one. Yeah. Like Buffy wasn't abused. Mm-hmm. She, you know, her home life was actually pretty great. Yeah. We get the impression that Lily's was the worst and yeah. awful. So yeah, when like her, her first response of like, I need to leave home and become a vampire. Something's yeah. not gone. Probably. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think the show judges Lily mm-hmm. for running away. Yeah. And I definitely don't. But yeah, I think that she learns a great lesson here about like just believing in yourself mm-hmm. and like your own ability to yeah. take care of yourself and problem solve. And and another thing, this isn't really a lesson, but it's the thing I like about her characterization is that Lily, Chanterell, and whatever you want to call her, it's very clear she's not that bright, but it's mm-hmm. not like she's not just like a joke or and she's not a bad person because of it. it's just like that's just the way she is. But she's a very sweet person yeah and a very good person who's made some bad choices or had some bad life situations but it's she's not like a joke or a a figure to be mocked just because she happens to be Mm -hmm. in bad circumstances and a little dumb right like it i I like that because that's i think very realistic and a, a lot less judgmental than i think a lot of shows and media tend to be yeah it more treats her as naive and uneducated yeah Yeah. and like when you think about her whole arc as a character Mm -hmm. especially i mean not so much well i guess in lie to me too like you know she goes from someone who's blindly following Mm -hmm. bad people to someone who needs this guy to take care of her and by the way he's doing a bad job if he's convincing her to get tattoos instead of eating to someone who learns to take care of herself, to someone who learns to take care of other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, what a great arc for yeah. her. That's nice. Anything else you have to say on Anne? Well, the only thing, and this is kind of one of those, like, you know, blue sky, what if, nitpicky things. I think it's a it's a great episode. Good um, start to a new season. I Part of me wishes they had spent a little bit more time. Like, I would not have minded if they had made this into a two-parter. Yeah. I would have liked to see more of an arc for Buffy to return mm-hmm. because you see like it's bad for her, but you you only get a little bit of like, oh, well, I guess I'll help Chanterelle. And then like, you know what? I'm back to being Buffy. Yeah. And I wish there had been something almost like in a cool hand Luke sort of vein where it's like a lot of buildup of her being like put in the hell dimension and maybe like put into solitary confinement because she fought at first and then um you know her resisting the prison but not really being like full buffy yet Mm -hmm. and then you have that moment of everybody being no one when they think that they've broken her yeah and then she says she's buffy and it's a more even more triumphant moment Mm -hmm. um plus i i would like the idea if it's a two-parter it feels more possible that maybe the show's going to go on for a while without right. Buffy coming back, which I think is a really cool that thing to do with neat. the season yeah. opener. Um, so like if the first episode doesn't end with Buffy coming back, it feels like, oh, maybe this whole season is going to be about like how Buffy gets back. And even if it's not, that's a cool thing to think 
what if that's what the season is. But I mean, I understand they only have so much time, so many episodes. They've got a lot to get to in the season. Yeah. But I'm sure that that as we go through, I'll probably point out an episode or two where I'm like, I wish they had just lost this one and made Anna two partner. True. Yeah. I agree. I mean, I always really like this episode. It's very neat to see mm-hmm. her in LA. I again, I like that the ramifications from season two carry over into season three. It's I really think this has done so well. The stark contrast between mm-hmm. Sunnydale and LA. Yeah. Um, the cinematography is great, mm-hmm. but I agree. I want more. And yeah. especially because such a big part of the end of becoming part two was what do you have? You, you know, what's the, you don't have anything left. You've mm-hmm. got nothing. She has one thing. She has herself. Yeah. If an, and the idea that these people that they're losing their selves and yeah. they're becoming no one to think that she's lost that, that mm-hmm. one thing that she has left yeah. and then to regain it yeah. should be a, big deal and mm-hmm. i think it would be a bigger bigger deal as you said if we thought that she lost that yeah because she kind of does an and she's very depressed yeah. and she's you know she's changed her name which i mm-hmm. think is also symbolic of yeah. losing yeah. yourself but i think they could go bigger with this exactly yeah, yeah. yeah that's the thing it's and i think that's a a good complaint to have that i wanted to see yes. more of it it's so good i want more of yeah. this yeah and I definitely think you're right. I think we're going to get to some episodes in season three. Really. As much as season three is so good. Yeah. It is so good. There is one or two homecoming. Where I'm like, <laughs> mm, no, maybe no. Yeah. Yeah. This, this one maybe wasn't the most necessary. Right. It's time to put Anne back on the shelf and open the books on Dead Man's Party. Buffy is settling back into home. That's hard, though, when your mom is nailing an angry mask on the wall. You mean the Nigerian murder mask? That's yes, clearly that's evil from the previous evil. Who wants to hang this shit? Like, <sighs> feng shui. I feel like you're just like, look at that be like, no, no. I mean, it's one thing if you're like Bruce Wayne and the Tim Burton Batman, and you have like a creepy mask room. Sure. But you do not have a creepy Next mask room. Next to your room. bed? Next to your bed. Yeah. Like, mm, who no. wants to wake up in the middle of the night and see like murder mask right there? Like, but Joyce might start dating. She brings the guy home and he's like, peace, I'm out. No. No. That's what no. you want to put right above your bed. <laughs> Joyce is stealing art from work also. Let's just bring that <laughs> up. She is straight up like, we got some interesting pieces in. So I thought I'd bring them home. I'm pretty sure that is a no-no in an art gallery. Maybe like they, they wanted to, to test it out at home to see if it, you know hung well. killed anyone yep see if it <laughs> made some zombies you know what we got some nice computers in at work i think i'm just gonna take them home and try them out yeah yeah <laughs> see if they work buffy goes out to find willow and xander and boy does she find them in the murder alley yep <laughs> you guys you've forgotten all the lessons <laughs> number one no murder alley <laughs> I mean, I guess it makes sense. They're, they're looking for vampires. They'd go to the murder alley. Sure. You know yeah. what I mean? In the, in the graveyard Again, their problem is not the finding them. Why <laughs> did they need bait in the last episode? We know where to find them. Yeah. What they need is a net full of crucifixes. That. All of that. Uh, Nighthawk tries to stake <laughs> Buffy. <laughs> a vamp shows up and the whole Scooby gang shows up decked out in weapons to kill it. I love Oz in this. It just looks so much like a like a character for the Monster Squad. Just like a little kid with all this gear in his vest. See, I wrote down they look like they're from the Goonies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're just cute. Like when they all get knocked over and you see all their mm-hmm. their gear lying about. You're like, aw, they're Aww. crying. It's neat. I think the more stuff they have on their shirts, the better they'll be. 
<laughs> Buffy's nervous about seeing Giles. Mm. They go to his house. I love this thing where, like, Will, Xander has this obviously nervous speech about, like, hey, look, there's a Slayer, and you thought you were off the job because, you know, there was no Slayer, but now there's a Slayer, and now you can't just flip around. Thank you, Xander. Xander. Oh, <laughs> one of two amazing, just slow burn insults from What a British Giles. fuck you. Thank you, Xander. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Uh, he is, of course, happy to see her, but nobody's freaking out happy. It's, like, really mm. tense. Yeah, it's like, oh, uncomfortable. Y- y- yay, like, okay. you came to the wedding. That kind of <laughs> mood, like, oh, this is great. I mean, they're happy she's back, but, like, there is all this underlying tension yeah. of, like, you left us without a slayer. You mm-hmm. didn't call. We were yeah. worried about you. Oz informs us that she's no longer wanted for murder, so that's good. Yeah, always a plus. I love the moment when Giles goes into the kitchen to get tea and does it take a moment to collect himself because he's just so happy. Yeah. And he's so British about it too. He's got to be all stiff upper lip. He's not allowed to be like crying like, oh my God, my Slayer's back. She's safe. Uh, The Scooby say that they're good to take over Slane if Mm -hmm. she's, you know, wants some time before she gets back into it. They're not really. (laughs) Not really. No, they were bad. So I think it's weird that the Scoobies were doing this and Giles wasn't helping. Like we straight up just went to his home and he was making tea and all the other episodes where Buffy needs a night off, Giles goes and fights the vampires. Uh, he just doesn't care about the other kids. <laughs> they can live or die. Um, but I think it's, it's, I think what we're supposed to is like, he is more focused on finding Buffy. Yeah. They're the ones that have taken over the slaying. And I think he's kind of like, well, you guys have each other to watch each other's backs. I need to find Buffy. Right. Okay. Snyder won't let Buffy back in school, and he is straight up getting off on it. Like tingles. He talks about the tingles three times in this episode. I think, like, this is inappropriate. Like, I I mean, I feel like based on that alone, you could blackmail and be like, excuse me, you talked about your tingling body in reference to something to do with my teenager. Either let her back in school or sexual harassment, perversion, fire, you're gross. So gross. Joey says, if I have to, I'll go all the way to the mayor. Wouldn't that be interesting? I love season three. I know. Referencing the mayor. He's coming. He's coming. I feel like we're getting the impression based on the fact that like Mm -hmm. Snyder is sort of in cahoots with the mayor. Mm -hmm. Like he's not directly in touch with the mayor, but is in touch with those who are in touch with him. Mm -hmm. That the mayor doesn't want Buffy to attend school. Yeah. I think that's a bad plan. Mm. I think the way to like really keep the slayer off your back is keep her in school keep her distracted Mm. don't expel her give her extra extra homework and a heavy class load keep her in after school detention and saturday detention so she has no time to train or like worry about hey what's the mayor up to these days well i guess maybe what he's thinking is if if they completely expel her maybe she'll have to go someplace else or go to like a private school and then be even farther away 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 Maybe. Willow stands up Buffy on a shopping date. Aww. So instead, Buffy goes home and runs into Pat. Why do I instantly hate this woman? Why? She just seems like every one of your mom's friends that you didn't like. I mean, but I liked my mom's friends. And like, she's nice. It's not like she's, she's not, she's a little, um, I don't know. Like, I want to say like, oh, it's because she's in Buffy's business, but not that bad. I think it's just like there's something about her tone that seems a little weird. It's a little like condescending. Yeah, she has like the same like kind of almost th- this tone that it treats everything the same. Where it's like, 
oh, but I know you ran away from home, but that's okay. How about some cake? We all like cake. Bah, bah, bah. And just seems like it's it's, it's kind of makes light of the yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah I understand yes no she's making light yeah. of the situation it's disrespectful yeah yeah no. that's probably it also her outfit's the worst just the worst yeah. it's it's like if Xander dressed Joyce yes yes <laughs> yes Joyce has invited the Scoobies over for a nice dinner <sighs> yay dinner party. Buffy goes in the basement to get the good china and finds a dead bloody cat. Why how, is that there? How did that cat? I mean, I, I felt that like it was because cats, when they're injured, yeah. hide. Their mm-hmm. instincts is to like go and be alone and find a dark place to heal. Yeah. So I, I just got the in, the idea that like it if somehow found its way to the basement because mm-hmm. it had been injured. One, what happened to this cat? Yeah. Like it looks like something took a bite out of it. Two, how did it get into the house? You need there's a big ass hole in your basement. You yeah. gotta fill that. And if you're like up. the slayer, you should like be sealing up your house. Yeah. What if a demon comes in there? Like I I feel like there's an open window well that's like, no, 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 no. Next oh. we're gonna get raccoons and mm-hmm. rats. Your your house is gross. Yeah. Stop it. Some kind of a snake monster. That thing's probably covered with fleas, flea monsters. <laughs> 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 never knew they shockingly never took up on the show. <laughs> I think it's sweet that Joyce is sentimental about the cat when they're burying it. And she says Aww. like a little, not like a prayer, but like nice words over it. We hope yeah. you find your way. I was like, oh, yeah, Joyce, you're, Joyce is cute. That night, Joyce's death mask starts glowing and the dead cat comes back to life. As, as it happens, night of the living mittens. That'll, <laughs> well done. Good job. <laughs> Buffy has a prophetic dream. I'm not really sure what this one means. Uh, it means she got to set really early. <laughs> it's just her wandering around yep. the high school during the morning. Yeah, it's like, uh, guys, I thought we were filming at eight. No, oh, she's talking nine? to what? Angel, saying they're waiting for her and she's afraid and she should be. I don't. I really don't know what this means. I don't know. I think it's just vague foreshadowing. Yeah, of, something's like, things coming. Things are happening. I don't know. I don't know. Generic. They were short on time. Yeah. It's like, we want to further reiterate that, you know, it feels weird and that things will happen later on. Also, David Boreanaz is in the title sequence, so we have to put him in the episode. Maybe that. Yeah. (laughs) Since Buffy can't return to Sunnydale High, Joyce is checking out private schools. She thinks Buffy should tell people that she's the (laughs) snare. It's, it's, you know, you don't. You don't call the police and say, by the way, there's a mummy chasing me. Like, no, that's not going to get the police to help you. Also, like your own mother reacted very poorly. Yeah. What are you what's going to happen when you tell people that don't even know who you are and don't care about you? No, they're interrupted by the dead cat that really wants back in that house. Yeah. What is in that house? The mask. Oh, even like so the cat would have become a cat god. Yeah. All the zombies want to get to the mask. Even the cat zombies? Yeah. Oh, wow. It took me a while to figure out. I was like, what is with that cat? Oh, what's the mask? But how would it even put the mask on? I mean, you ju- cats can jump high. So it would jump up at the wall and knock it over and then just and press its face. Into yeah. The ma- okay. Yeah. I don't think it would be a very ineffective god. They should have just let it go. Yeah. It would have been fine. It would have been funny. Yeah. That would be great. Yeah. And then the whole thing is like, kill his already dead cat. Yeah. It can't be that hard. Definitely easier than Joyce yeah, yeah. or Pat. Yeah. And its only power is it flashes a light that makes you kind of disoriented for about three seconds. Yeah. I think you could defeat a cat with that power. Especially because the cat's like eye level is at your like shin. Yeah. Much easier. 
put your hands kind of <laughs> below your face. Like, I'm fine. <laughs> Giles shows up to retrieve the cat and to tell Buffy that she's not allowed on school property, so she can't help research. Mm-hmm. That leaves the Scoobies able to talk about her and her dinner party freely in the library behind her back. Cordy's the dip. Oz explains the difference between a gathering, a shindig, and a hootenanny. I'm not sure if those are textbook definitions. <laughs> Maybe not, especially the hootenanny part. I'm like, I'm pretty sure there needs to be hay, ba- hay bales involved when there's a hootenanny. Hopefully somebody with a, a poorly uh, constructed straw hat. Yes, that. Um, you should be chewing on a piece of it. Mm-hmm. They don't want to talk about Buffy's recent absence, so they opt for the larger, louder party. This is rude as fuck, man. Yeah, it's just like, like really dumb. Excuse me. First off, I thought Joyce was pretty clear on dinner party. Yeah. That means these specific people. Mm-hmm. When someone's cooking for you, they're cooking for a specific number of people. Yeah. Don't bring 50 extra guests. Yeah, and it's like you don't even have the supplies you need for a, another kind of party. It's, I mean, it's straight up, it's rude if you're throwing a dinner party and one person brings like a significant other that you weren't expecting yeah if it's like oh well i cooked food for eight people yeah we now have nine that's slightly rude but we'll make do yeah. you're at 50 fucking people at that goddamn yeah. party but like openly smoking joints and drinking yeah right and, and joy seems fine with that <laughs> okay i mean right my mother <laughs> no no just no just no <laughs> No, you don't invite yourself over to someone's home if you haven't explicitly been invited or if mm-hmm. it's not a, like bring anybody. I don't care. Yeah. And like no mom would be like, this is cool. Especially, not, I mean, okay, some parents would be like that. Joyce just is not this no. person. Also, you know I'm old when I'm the one that's like, oh, soft cheese and like brie. That sounds great. Yeah, I kind of right? had the same thought like, wait, I would love to <gasps> just like awesome. hang out and I have some so cheese I'm so excited people. when I show up and there's brie. I'm like, yes, brie. Yeah, it's like, oh, it's going to be loud music. Yeah, I know, oh. right? That was the next part. It's like, then when there was like, oh, wait, there's a live band in the living room. Oh, guys. Oh, no, no, no. Eardrum. No. That's not cool. So the party gets going, complete with the live band, 50 extras. Uh, my favorite part of this party, it's, it might be something you very easily miss because it's an extra. There's an extra guy with long hair who just has a chip, like a giant square chip hanging out of his mouth. In the background for a scene for about 30 seconds. <laughs> it's just, impressive. It's like, it's pretty- just, just, this chip hanging out. Like, what? It's a what? professional chip balancer. Yeah. It's just like, that's, I guess that's one way to get noticed as an extra is just do something insane with a chip. Willow has committed one of my big fashion faux pas, by the way. <gasps> she wears a crew neck underneath a deep V neck. Mm. No, 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 yeah. no. This looks bad. Uh, she's too busy being a groupie to talk. Xander and Cordy are too busy making out. <laughs> uh, I like Buffy's conversation with Willow. There's just something is just yeah. off enough. Like it's it's nothing really outward. It's very subtle. That mm-hmm. like reaction times are just like yeah, no, everything's fine. It just yeah. feels a little like just disgenuine enough that you're mm-hmm. like, nah, we're not cool. You yeah. say we're cool, and I also like the detail of like um, the the party kind of like getting in the way and like because that feels very realistic. But like something that if you were really 
up for making you know the conversation work you'd get past that but it's kind of mm-hmm. like no I'm, I'm happy to let the noise of the party kind of make this conversation stop yeah that's fine it's exactly right like yeah if this was like if willa was really fine she'd be like let's go in the other room and yeah. talk not like nope party nope, i'm just gonna watch my boyfriend yep yep and we've all been there where it's like you're trying to tell them like really what's up like really yeah. talk to me they're like no we're fine no it's fine fine, fine. It's, that's fine. stop doing and stop being passive aggressive really yeah. what's up no we're fine like, mm, no we're not but we're not <gasps> meanwhile the scary man starts bringing people back to life and drawing it towards the summer house mm-hmm. bring up a lot of non-magical deaths here yeah yeah kind of i mean like hey the ho- the hospital in sundale exists for other reasons yeah. be suspicious if, if nobody died from non-magical causes <laughs> So just as I'm starting to wonder why Joyce doesn't stop this tool from smoking a joint in her house, we see that she's drinking straight schnapps with Pat in the kitchen. I mean, the last time we saw Joyce drinking, it was whiskey neat. She has downgraded to schnapps. She just wants to get schnapps. You know, wasted. I guess that's what she gets wasted on. Oh, she makes this this face like oh that was rough like no you know the what? face you're looking for is oh it's sugar it's just sugar My, i i think pat brought that i think she did but i feel like joyce would be like oh that's cute pat i have whiskey in my cabinet oh no no i think joyce would would feel like the the polite kind of societal obli- obligation of being like oh okay we'll drink what you brought even if she doesn't like it oh buffy overhears joyce tell pat that having her home is almost worse than having her missing how it's i i could i i get what she's saying that it's like harder in a way where it's you can't just say like well if only this happened then everything would be okay because that happened now and it's not okay so it's it's harder in a different way it's not like i i'm scared because i don't know what happened to my daughter it's i don't know what to do now which is harder in a way oh i don't know my first reaction is like, how is it harder than your daughter being possibly dead? Well, she's you're an dead. idiot. She's a slayer. She's fine. She could have been dead. She's that's she's fine. Her mother wants her gone. Her friends don't even want to talk to her. Her mentor can't even bother to show up, and mm. she's not even allowed to attend school. Buffy decides everyone was better off with her gone. She goes up to her room to pack. Mm. And I get this. I feel like this is a reasonable, I mean, like, it's a bad decision. Yeah. She should not be doing this. But she kind of just got the reverse of it's a beautiful life. Like, it's a beautiful life. You like, you it's can see. It's a wonderful life. It's a wonderful life. That one. <laughs> yep. That one. Where you, um, you know, you see what life would have been like if you would never existed. Mm-hmm. And it's sucky. And you're like, oh, I want I want to exist. Yeah. And then, like, for Buffy, you see what people think about you being missing. You're like, oh. Well, they were better off. Well, fine. Mm. Fuck you. Like, yeah. I get it. I totally get it. Especially after all she went through in LA. Her life was mm. not great to yeah. come home and be like, God, she was living enough and fuck her. Like, <laughs> I mean, fine. I'll, I'll go back and, yeah. you know, Lily and I can share the rent. Yeah. Get bunk beds open. Great. She's my best <laughs> friend now. Take that, Willow. We'll eat all the peach pie. All the peach pie. <laughs> Giles, while researching the dead cat, finds information on Joyce's Nigerian mask. <laughs> I almost read my notes as nightmare mask, and that would have also been appropriate. Yep. <laughs> he tries to call the Summer's house, but is hung up on after a frustrating conversation with that joint smoking tool. Yeah. And I, I love the Mr. Belvedere line yeah. in there. <laughs> it's like, 
Fuck you, asshole. <laughs> Gee, it's too bad that there are no bad guys that could show up and eat that guy. Oh, oh wait. Willow finds Buffy packing and they finally mm, hash it out. Yeah. I mean, yeah. this is, I mean, like, this is good because if Joyce didn't walk in, I feel like they're having a productive conversation. Yeah. Once Buffy stopped packing, which she immediately does, yeah. they're really talking. Willow encourages Buffy to talk to her rather than push her away mm. and vice versa. Willow needed to talk to her best friend about her own stuff and had no one. Yeah. And I, I understand where both they're, they're coming from. Like Buffy just kind of wants to like get past this right away. But like they've all been affected by this and they, yeah. they need to process it too. Like, I understand both sides, like wanting to just be like, I'm sorry, like, let's just get past it and be like, no, like we need to talk about this and what happened. It's a very complicated issue, I feel, Mm -hmm. because like on one hand, again, like I understand when you've gone through a big thing or even like when you're really depressed, Mm -hmm. when you're going through shit, I think it is totally acceptable to say, you know what? I need alone time. Like you guys, I just want to be left alone. Yeah. And you know, Buffy's saying that is fine. And I get that. Like that's not, that's never really an option for a teenager. Yeah. You, you know, your your parents are always bugging you. They're, you know, all up in your business for most teenagers. You mm-hmm. have to go to school. Your friends are always there. There's, I remember when I was a teenager, I remember being always frustrated about like, I never get to be alone. Yeah. You know, I wasn't allowed to close my door in high school. I, you mm. know, my mom thought it was so funny when I was in the shower to come in and like flip the light switch on and off and like turn on the, if now that's, that's uncalled for. No, she did that all the time. And she would flush the toilet so that I wouldn't get the hot water. Cause she thought it was funny. <sighs> and she thought that we were like being friends and teasing. And isn't it funny? But like my shower was my only alone time as I schooler. That was a big deal to Aww. me. And I wasn't allowed to lock the door. So it became this huge thing. So like, I get that like Buffy needed to be alone, but I do also get that like Willow's like, I'm, I am happy that you're home, but I'm also hurt. Yeah. And like, so Buffy, I don't think that she wants to get past it, but she wants people to be really supportive and huggy yeah. and just, we love you and we're so happy you're home. Mm-hmm. But there's conflicting emotions. There's, yeah. I'm, I feel that, but also you abandoned us mm-hmm. and it was, it was mean and inconsiderate to not call and yeah. at least tell us I'm alive. Yeah. Send a postcard from LA being like, hey guys, I need to take the summer off. I might be back in a couple of months if I go to a hell dimension. Right. I love the economy of time here that they use in explaining the demon of the week. Mm-hmm. Do you like my mask? Isn't it pretty? It raises the dead. Done. I don't yeah. need to know anymore. That's yeah. it. That's all the information I need. Got it. Zombie mask. Joyce walks in and sees Buffy packing and gets mad. Mm-hmm. Starts laying down I know. the it's wall. It kind of ruins it. You're like, oh no, they were getting someplace. Like yeah. this, They were reaching a good point. Joyce accuses Buffy of punishing her by running away. And I have to side with Buffy here. Yeah. Joyce, you're wrong. Buffy obviously didn't do this to punish you. She did it because you told her to leave. Yeah. And she was going through some messed up stuff. The last thing it was about was like, this will show mom. Yeah, like, and I don't think it, I mean, we never see it. If there's ever a conversation of like, oh my God, Buffy, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean it. I lost my temper. I really, really never wanted you to leave and never would want Mm -hmm. you to leave. I love you. Like, that's a conversation that I don't think ever happens. And it's what we need. So uh, we see Jonathan. Everybody drink. Jonathan! (laughs) How about you by the dip? I'm assuming it's Cordelia's dip. Giles is trying to get to the party, but he's waylaid by some zombies. 
has to hotwire his own car. It's very well done, John. I like this callback to the Ripper, yeah. like like riding a bloody bicycle. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, because he was a badass teenager. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just like I found out online. This scene had to be edited out in England because you can't show um, things that can be imitated that are crimes. So they had to cut this this part of the scene out. Oh. Like he does too good a job of hot wiring that like this is actually realistic. This is how. Yeah, you I'm not sure if it's like if it's too realistic or it's just like oh, like kids could see this and want to then do this, even if it's not interesting. Accurate. Yeah. Okay, that's a. Mm, yeah, okay. I don't agree with it, but I no. just think it's an interesting thing that it's, they have. It in is TV interesting. I, I feel like that's pretty V chippy. Yeah. Like, I mean, and I mean, I think it might be like a pre post watershed thing where they have like there's a cutoff in British TV where like before there's more restrictions and after there's a lot less. In I terms f- of like time of day or like dates, yeah, yeah. I think I think time, time of, of day. day. It might. I mean, we still have that too. Where like, there's a reason why you know if you watch Family Guy on Adult Swim at like ten mm-hmm. o'clock, like the swears are in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think it's. I I don't know what the exact cutoff is, and it might be a different thing for different days of the week too. Mm-hmm. Like it might be the the watershed is later on the weekends or something. I gotcha. Don't know. So Xander, per usual, is being an ass. Most people don't have a greyhound over boy troubles, dude. That is such an oversimplification. But Fuck it's, you. It's, so, it's so true to that character, though. I just, it's exactly I, what he would I say. I hate him so much in this moment. Yeah. Uh, also, the whole party referred heard you refer to her ex as a demon. So good yeah. job there. I mean, I feel like they, they're just going to assume that's hyperbole. They're not sure. going to assume actual demon. I mean, I, I really... It, what pisses me off in this moment is nobody... Being like, I get, uh... No, I feel like... I feel like... Buffy, since she got home, she needed some like needs someone to give her a hug and mm-hmm. be like, "I love you. I'm so happy you're home. Yeah. I'm sorry about what happened." Yeah, like I get they don't really understand what happened. They know that Angel died. That's going to be hard, even if he never mm-hmm. got his soul back. She never has that moment. Just no one wants to talk. Period. Well, I think part of it is also how she comes home. Is she kind of comes home without saying anything about what happened. Cause I feel like people either like for their selfish reasons of like, I want you to apologize or just like, I, I feel uncomfortable asking what happened. I don't think you need to ask. I need, think you can just give someone a hug and say like, I love you and I'm glad you're home. You can, but I understand people not being comfortable with doing that. Cause they've, they, they, I could see them feeling like, well, I can't, I can't just unconditionally like support you when you did something that was very hurtful to me. You, you did, didn't get I don't, what I'm I feel like telling someone that like, I don't agree with what you did and yeah. like you hurt us and that kind of thing can be totally separate from, mm-hmm. but Oh my God, you're safe. Yeah. Thank God you're safe. And I love well, you. I and mean, we missed you. I, think, I don't, I don't think that necessarily says you're condoned the behavior. Yeah. Well, I think you get a little bit of that and just how, like, as soon as Buffy comes home in the last episode, she just, like, Joyce just hugs her. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she doesn't say anything, but, I mean, we don't know what happened right after that. Maybe sure. she did say, like, I'm so glad you're home. Because, yeah, we don't we don't see the, the little bit of time in between when that happens and when Buffy's like, hey, I'm going to go out and hang with my friends now that I'm back. Have fun with your murder mask. Yeah. I just feel like there's a lot of judgment coming. I I mean, Yeah. They're they're probably not handling it as well as they could, but I understand why. Like it, I feel it feels very understandable why people aren't being as accepting as as they could be. But 
Yeah, I, I I don't know. I I feel like yeah, in an ideal world, they they there would be at least somebody doing that. But I understand why people aren't. Oh, so this all gets put on the back burner as zombies break into the house. Can we start tallying how many times that front window gets broken, or think, someone goes flying through it? I feel like yeah. we need to keep a count. I think this, I think this is the second time. Okay. Because there's one time where I think it's is it Angel gets thrown through that. I or think Angel he gets thrown through the upper window. That's right. It's the yeah. upper window. Maybe it's the first time this gets broken, but I Maybe. feel like that's just like a stock shot of someone flying through that window. <laughs> uh, so Pat is attacked. Mm. I like that Buffy tries staking one of the zombies. Like, oh, nope, nope. not a vampire. <laughs> uh, and I like that the party goers don't just run for the hills. They yeah. Most of them stay and help to beat back the zombies mm-hmm. and barricade the house. Like, yeah. it's a big team effort, and I like yeah, that. that's fun. That's fun. That's nice. I, I read this one thing online where somebody was like, well, it was pretty dumb of Buffy to not realize they weren't vampires because they were in her house because there was a giant fucking party. Any one of 50 people could have invited a vampire wanna, in. Yeah, no, I mean, or there could have been just a sign well, on the door like, welcome say, anybody. Like Joyce straight up says, is this a vampire? And she says, I don't think so. But like, yeah. here's a good test. Yeah. Yeah. And I just I just found that like a really like snotty thing of like, dude, like, you know, Chill. Don't pretend that you know everything more than the characters in the show. Also, stop ruining the joke, man. It was a joke. Giles finally makes it to the party and explains that the zombies are drawn to the mask. If a zombie puts on the mask, he becomes the demon. So Pat, of course, comes back to life and does just that. (laughs) The other zombies are now terrified of her. I like the line of, like, generally when bad things are afraid. (laughs) Her eyes flash freeze you. Stunning you long enough for her to attack. Yeah. Is that its only power? <laughs> it seems like that's, that's it, which it. is cool, but it's not like, ooh, this thing's going to take over the world. It's like, mm. this thing's going to be real annoying. Yeah. And yeah. And also, like, that doesn't scream zombie to me. Yeah. It seems like, like a weird. Pol- it's taking a Polaroid of you that doesn't fit. Yeah. And it would be one thing if, like, it was more clear, like, that kind of thing is what starts a zombie. Like the eyes flash to become a zombie. Then I could be like, okay, it's the same kind of magic. There's Mm. something from the eyes coming out. And that's why there's something from the eyes freezing people. But that doesn't even happen. The zombies just kind of wake up. Yeah. So it's, it doesn't. Yeah. I I feel like, and I understand because it's very much, this is like a back burner, um, you know, uh, passenger seat monster episode where like, there just kind of has to be a monster because it's, Sure. Yeah. There's the bigger arc stuff going yeah. on. Um, but yeah, it just seems a little bit, a, a little more afterthoughty than I would like. Um, but I do have to mention my, uh, uh, my favorite part about the zombie fight is just as they're fighting a couple of them in the living room, you just see Jonathan limply holding a guitar as a weapon. Oh yeah. <laughs> just like, see, I saw that in my first reaction. I was like, Oh no, those are expensive. That. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not yours clearly. So put yeah. it down. It's one thing if like you own the guitar and you're like, I'm going to, I'm going to break this over someone's head. If it's not yours, put that down. I would like to think that that's why he's being extra like timid with it. Like not only is he afraid to like attack something, which like, this is probably expensive too. Yeah. And like probably owned by a cool kid who's going to beat him up. Yeah. Buffy and Pat dive out the window. What is Buffy's plan here? Walk away briskly and cover your eyes. Yeah. What is going on? Yeah. It's, it seems very much like, I just throw it together. Just it, zombie don't look don't look don't look like but you're not running you're not like i'm not gonna look but i'm still gonna try to punch you just walk briskly what the hell yeah buffy rams a shovel through the demon's eyes uh it and all of its zombies friends disappear yeah very very convenient just like i flash they're all gone (laughs) 
Yeah, um, I get that. Like, you killed the head demon and they mm. all die. Fine. I'm confused over, like, they disappear. Yeah, where do they go? Because they were just, like, dead bodies. They were, I mean, like, literally people in the hospital. So then, like, my question is, like, their families can't have funerals. Yeah. And what do they think happened to their family? Yeah, they, they, like, as there's going to be weird reports of, like, their bodies got up. So they think, like, their near-dead relatives just ran off and started a new life. Yeah, they're just disappearing people now. Mm-hmm. Weird. The Scoobies all make up. The next day, Giles goes to Snyder. Snyder may have local government in his pocket. So <laughs> Giles threatens to go over his head to the state Supreme Court. Oh, Giles is so badass He's in this so episode. Badass. And in the, the last scene, I think is where he has the line, uh, Cordelia, stop being tiresome. I know. I don't know. You're not a zombie. Oh. Do stop being tiresome. <laughs> he then threatens Principal Snyder with physical violence subtly. I love the like, yeah. would you like me to make you? Yeah. Oh my God, I love it. He's so intimidated and badass. And I like it when yeah. they call back, like, remember how he was Ripper? Yeah. He That's was still Ripper. There. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Buffy and Willow catch up at the espresso pump. They tease each other. So we know all is good. Mm-hmm. Call each other names. Yeah. And that's a, that's a sign of a good relationship. Yeah. Once you can tease, because it's like the wounds aren't as sore. Because, like, yeah. if it's really bad, and you saw earlier in the episode, like, they couldn't really joke with each other. Like, Xander yeah. jokes, because that's the only thing you can do. But, like they weren't ribbing each other. They were kind of like walking on eggshells. Eggshells. Yeah. Ahead. <laughs> you'll, um, you'll take things personally. If you're, if your fans are already hurt and someone's just like, you know, nerd, then you might be like, Oh, how dare you? Yeah. Cause you're already on edge about it. Mm-hmm. I think my only real criticism in this episode is that, uh, Pat yeah. did not, uh, survive and then become the mayor's love interest. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it propes that would work, but also, ew. Total grody. So, what's the lesson in Dead Man's Party? Violence solves all your problems. That. All of that. When in doubt, stab it in the eye. Uh, you can't just bury stuff because it'll climb its way out of the grave and come back to bite you in the ass, literally. <sighs> <laughs> so, I don't know how much I agree with the oversimplification. I mean, that's. Um, I mean, that's obvious what the lesson is. Big mm-hmm. thing Xander straight up says. You can't just bury stuff and then something crawls out of the grave. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, she wasn't running away because a boyfriend dumped her. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I understand needing alone time. I understand needing time to work shit out. And, like, yeah, running away is bad. I also think it's perfectly acceptable to be like, I am going through shit. Yeah. I need you to be there for me when I'm ready. But right now is not that time. I... Well, I feel like, yeah, yeah. But I also feel like Buffy never said that either. No, like, she should have. Yeah. It, like, I think I think everyone's to blame for not handling the situation as well as they could have. Fair. Um, but you, that's also, you have to understand that not everyone's going to handle the situation as well as they could. Yeah. And like, yeah, yeah. You, you have to actually get the ugly stuff out in order to get past it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, would you be ready to go international? Buffy Tapaja, Vampirit. Ernie Dragon, Das Rhine Fleisch Canoe. Future Rifle International. This week, it's a little light on the first episode because I think pretty much every language has the name Anne. I would hope. Um, uh, or at least like a variation that's not really interesting. Uh, so the only one, thank God for the Germans. The German title, <laughs> it still has Anne, but it's Anne Dash. Trapped in the underworld. 
Trees is like, do the, they think this was a new series that was starting about some girl yeah, named Anne? This is the first episode of Anne. This is Anne Dash trapped in the underworld. <laughs> but Dead Man's Party does have a couple of variations. Germany having a, a little too on the nose with theirs. Um, Night of the Living Dead. I so, think that's plagiarism. Yeah, that's just a title <laughs> of another thing. It's not a pun on a title or a play on it at all. French is a real weird one because uh, I didn't even realize this was the name of the prop. Cordolfo's Mask. No, that is straight up never said in the episode. Yeah. They made that up. Yeah, I was like, I'm, maybe that's a popular thing in France. There's like some character, Cordolfo, who has a zombie mask that everybody knows about. So it's a real common reference point. Not in the United States. Um, or I'm going to I'm gonna go on a limb here. I'm not going to say uh, it's commonly known in Canada either. It's my <laughs> bold prediction. Uh, but then I think the best alternate title... Because it just seems a lot more fun than the episode. Like they just kind of got read the synopsis and came up with a title. The Portuguese title is uh, The Party of the Dead. Okay. Yeah. Just like it's a real fun party. Yeah. It's not like a reference to anything. It's just it's a party of the dead. (laughs) Now it's time to celebrate Buffy's badassery with this week's Slay of the Week. Mine is kind of a two-part one. I kind of wish the first part was the final thing, mm. um, but I'm going to go with Ken. Okay. I love him being pushed off. I, I, I kind of wish that really was the final death, that Lily was the one that killed the big bad just by pushing him. Um, but then it's also pretty awesome to have him impaled by the gate and then just like whooped on the head by Buffy. Right. Like he gets he gets his comeuppance. Yeah. And I think that's a pretty badass lay. I give the same. And like really it's the gate crashing down in his calves that does it for me because that is that is rough yeah (laughs) it's like visceral in a way oh like the one of the worst things i can imagine just awful it's bad just getting like a like a cramp or something in your calf imagine something you stab through it oh my god like and that goes through bone tendon like that goes through the achilles heel that goes through everything i like that like the final weapon is this cudgel thing that Mm -hmm. they've been carrying around for the past 10 minutes that you're like it's a weird looking thing. And then she uses it. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we get the Gandhi line, which I know you're not a fan of. But I like it is the like, first part a pretty. lot. <laughs> I think it's a great setup. Not a great punchline. Sure. I do have second place for um, the death with the sickle. Yeah. Because I like it. She looks cool with the thing. I yeah. like the fight with the thing. And then she I mean, it's not like a great death. She just throws it at a guy. Yeah. But hey, it's it's well, well done. I for, like as those go. It's very well. Yeah. Done. Yeah. Thank you for tuning in to the Sunnydale Stacks please like us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Sunnydale Stacks to ask us questions or share your own opinions and memories about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Subscribe on iTunes and Stitcher and join us next time when we dust off Faith, Hope, and Trick and Beauty and the Beast when we get lost in the Sunnydale Stacks. <laughs>